0: I'm Kara Infante, and this is Bookish Flights. In each episode, I chat with one bookish guest as we take some time to sample and savor the pairing recommendations from their bookish flight. We hope to give you suggestions to cultivate your TBR list and nurture your leisure time through books. In today's episode, I am chatting with Amanda MacArthur. Amanda and I met in 2017 while living overseas in Sicily serendipitously we ended up being neighbors and the rest is history we have always shared what books we are reading and have very similar tastes in books so i knew she would be perfect for the show i cannot wait to share our conversation with you welcome to the show amanda thank you so why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your reading life
1: um it fluctuates greatly Um, which I think that happens with a lot of people, but it definitely happens a lot for me. Um, between like sports and running kids all over the place. But I try to sneak it in in little bits and pieces throughout the day. But also, I'm a teacher, so I also get the added advantage of breaks in summer, where I get to really dive in and enjoy it for a while. And then I back off a little bit for the first few weeks of school.
0: I can only imagine that that's a crazy time of year to get that going. Yes. Do you get to recommend books to your students being a teacher?
1: All the the time. We go to library once a week. And um, usually that's like a prep hour. Um, Usually it's uh, music or PE and it's back to back with library. But I like to go in like the last five, 10 minutes of library time. And those kiddos that are just having a hard time finding something that they love or getting into something different. I like to go in there and be like, oh, let me show you this other. book. I saw you reading this book, and this book would be a great thing to pair along with that. I think you'd like that one, too. So I think that's one of my favorite parts of the week is being able to find something new and fun that they haven't ever tried before.
0: Yes, I love that. I think that's what I'm like trying to do with this show as well, right? Like, I feel like sometimes we pigeonhole ourselves into certain genres that we know mm-hmm. that we like. And so we just, that's our comfort zone. So we stay oh. there. And I know personally that I have wanted to explore other genres. So I'm like, what better way than to have a conversation about books with friends? Because I know I have plenty of friends that read, but they read differently than I do. And I would love to get their input. Um mm-hmm. So that's a little bit what I love about it, too. <laughs>
1: a good idea. I love this idea so much. What
0: grade do you teach?
1: Fourth grade. Okay. A great reading grade. It's so much fun. I feel like they're starting to, they're really in the chapter books at that age, which is fun. Okay. Really fun. Um, and also, I, you know, I read 15 minutes a day out loud to the class. We have like a book, a chapter book that we work on, um, usually for anywhere from six to 12 weeks, depending on the size of the book. But that's also another way that I like being able to expose them to something that they wouldn't normally try.
0: Yeah. Do you screen a lot of books yourself then? Do you like read in that genre just to be able to recommend them?
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Which is interesting because, you know, my, someone, you know, a grown adult reading children's books, it's so much fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I feel like they give a different perspective. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think for, you have some daughters of your own, so that probably helps you as well to be able to navigate that.
1: It definitely does, especially their tastes kind of, you know, vary quite a bit depending on, you know, which, who we're talking about. Um, They all like something completely different, which is interesting. (laughs) But it's fun too. Um, There's quite a few books that I have maybe have not necessarily read but one of my kids have read and they've told me about it usually through comprehension talks that we have. It's kind of fun to be able to say, Hey, you know, I haven't read this one, but I know a kiddo that has, they will, they, I think you'd like it too.
0: Yeah. I didn't even think about that, that you could also like just share your wealth of knowledge about books. Mm -hmm. So are all your daughters, are they readers as well?
1: Um, Penny, my oldest has definitely always been a major reader. She reads as much as I do. Although I would say the last year, she has admittedly like backed off a little bit. She's kind of going through a season of change as far as like this teenage thing. So she's, you know, and she's even said, I'm not reading as much as I used to, and you know, that's okay. Um, And then my middle daughter struggled. She was a struggling reader. Um, but I wasn't going to let it go (laughs) Yeah, and it's paid off because now she loves reading so much. So I'm really proud of that. And my little one, she's, you know, really starting to grasp that whole reading, the love for reading, as opposed to it's for school. I have, I have to learn to read now. It's I'm going to pick up a book because I like to read and I like seeing that switch happen at that age.
0: Yeah, that's so fun. Mm-hmm. And then she's got her older sisters that read so she can look up to them too, which is probably exactly. a good example for her.
1: Yep, exactly. I've definitely found that reading by example has paid off either just for me doing it and the kids seeing it or um, by their big sisters doing it and passing that love down too.
0: That is such a good reminder because my kids are Well, a little bit younger than yours, but I also feel like in my mind during my day when I'm here, you know, I'm home with them. It's like, okay, if I'm reading a book that looks like a lot better example than like just mindlessly scrolling through my phone. Yeah. (laughs) So um, I definitely try to work through example as well with my own kids. And um, now that my oldest is reading too, he like wants to read to the younger one. So it's been a really fun just to see that progression of him getting into reading too hmm yeah. so with your busy life how do you find time to read in your day
1: um well like i said i definitely it, i prefer reading like a paper book like something in my hand but that's not always possible so you know digital the new digital books new new <laughs> digital books um have really paid off because i can be carrying a book with me wherever i go Um, and sometimes it's just a matter of squeezing in 10, 15 minutes is just enough to decompress and relax and, you know, refocus energies in different ways. And it makes me feel a lot better. So it's just really become more of like a, a fallback way to relax.
0: Yeah. Like reclaim our leisure time. Yeah. (laughs) And again, like, I feel like back to the mindlessly scrolling, I don't feel as recharged or like I filled my cup when I do that, but Mm -hmm. reading a book, I feel like is truly leisure and it's truly rest. And it just does something different to to my day when I do that.
1: Like that old Calgon, take me away. I feel like I'm getting taken away to somewhere else and it's lovely.
0: Yes. Um, Okay, so what type of books do you like to read?
1: Everything.
0: (laughs) I love it.
1: Um, I really love everything. Definitely, you know, mystery books are obviously my favorite. I like something, I like to solve a puzzle or a problem. I feel like that also is a great way to take me out of, you know, my my current state of mind. I am like, I kind of fixate on, ooh, who did it? Can mm-hmm. I solve it? I think I can figure it out. But I do like that. But I also, um, I kind of get on kick. I think for a while we were on um, historical fiction, which I thought was super fun, but it was one of those things where it like, Kindle will give you those like suggestions. Since you read this, you'd also like that. So it's kind of like this fun rabbit hole. So as soon as I pick up one of that genre, it kind of keeps me going in that direction, which is kind of
0: fun. Yeah, it kind of makes your book flights for you a little bit, right? Like a little algorithm, like, oh, you liked this. So maybe you'd like that. And maybe you'd like this. and.
1: I'll take that algorithm any day. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I know i I do love though, when I feel like i I read a book and just I go pick up the next book, not and I don't know, mindlessly or just I see it on the shelf. But then it like, then it actually, there's some piece of it that connects to the last book I read. And just like by this fluke, it just happens to roll right into one another. And I'm like, oh, that's so fun when it does that. (laughs) Yep. I
1: actually, I'm reading two books at the same time, total coincidence. And they, I'm finding all these really cool connections. And I'm like, did I, was this some kind of weird, like, I don't know, how did I do that? And. It's kind of cool. I like finding connections in books.
0: It's fun. Yes, agreed. And that, again, kind of another premise of the show I was hoping was it just providing these book pairings or these book flights that it would be like that. It would kind of roll off like that. And you won't have that moment of like, oh, I finished this great book. But like, what do I pick up next? Like, this, <laughs> right? like, how do I choose? Where do I go? Because um, you will have a whole book flight of books for you and yeah. you can pick one up.
1: Well, the nice thing is, is that I feel, and we talk a lot about this in education, is that it, we want kids to sit down for 10 to 15 minutes to read, with the hope that as they're sitting down for that 10, 15 minutes, they'll get excited about their reading and read longer. And I feel like it's the same way with a book play, is like when you finish it, you're like, okay, now what's next? Instead of, oh, I'm gonna go play a game on my phone or go cruise through Facebook for a while. So. I think it's kind of like a really fun, healthy progression.
0: So I was thinking like a gateway drug was what yeah, was coming to mind. a really right? healthy a, one. <laughs> a really good one for you. Mm-hmm. All right. So you are here today to discuss a book flight with us that you've prepared in Cozy Mysteries, focusing on strong women characters. That sounds yeah. so exciting. Would you like to tell us what we're sampling today by starting with your first book? Sure.
1: My first book is called A is for Alibi. It's by Sue Grafton. Um, and it's, um, set in, we'll call it Santa Teresa is what she calls it, but it's kind of, it's kind of actually supposed to be Santa Teresa in California. Okay. It's part of a larger series since it's a, it's, it's a letter series or an alphabet series. So it goes, through the alphabet and the next one would be b so it's kind of interesting like a fun way to lead to the next one
0: yeah does it does she have 26 books out there i don't the think she's that serious.
1: i don't think she's at 26 yet i have to take a look and see if she is or not i think i left off on U or v so she must be close
0: okay all right that's really fun and this gives people again kind of you're not going to be searching for another book like you have a lot of books you could pick up yeah. Um, is it the same characters throughout the series or do you want to talk about just this book?
1: Sure. We can. Well, okay. I can do both. I can do both. Because uh, okay. the nice thing about this series is that it's not, you don't have to do it in order. Oh, okay. And these this series has been around, she started writing them in, in the 80s. So it's been around for a while. So it's one of those things like when we go to like Airbnbs or stuff and, and they have, you know a library I can always find a Sue Grafton in there and be like "Ooh, look there's one I'll read this one and it's okay it's out of order um it does have a main character her name's Kinsey Milhom I've always thought it was Malone until I heard the audiobook like Uh, a few years ago
0: (laughs) and I have done that that so many times it was
1: so (laughs) (laughs) off. she's a private detective um single single which is when I picked this up back in the early 90s <laughs> i was too obviously yeah so i kind of had that connection with her she's she's a really fun character she's kind of edgy doesn't care that she's single kind of live in her best bachelorette life <laughs> i love um, it but she's a private investigator and in this book in particular um it starts out where um she had been doing some like side work for this lawyer, which, you know, most PIs have a lawyer that they're hooked up with usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had been murdered by his wife and she had gone to prison, served time and got out and showed up at Kimsey's door hmm. and said, I didn't do it. And I want you to find the person who did.
0: Whoa.
1: Yeah. It's, one of those books that has like lots of like plot twists, like, which I find really intriguing because like I said, I like to be able to figure out who did it. Um, and when there's a plot twist it just throws you off, you're like, Oh, I thought for sure it was that one guy. Um, yeah, and
0: you don't want it to be too obvious either. Cause what? I feel like that kind of, you're like, Oh, okay. That was like wrapped up too nicely with a yeah, bow."
1: <laughs> too easy, too easy. Yeah. <laughs> so a plot twist are always really fun. Um, and then, uh, it, you know, there's always, of course, every lawyer, there's an ex-wife. <laughs> so, of course, you know, she has to track down ex-wife and partners, which then, of course, starts a little bit of an of affair with one of the partners of this lawyer. But, you know, it ends up kind of interesting how it kind of twists again on that one. Um, but like I said, these ones are really interesting because some of the characters stay the same. She goes out to this... Um, this bar like at least twice a week to have dinner and everyone there knows her name so it's kind of fun and that bar that bartender is like in every book forever so it's kind of the same old characters that kind of come back and revisit you again and again which is always kind of homey and cozy
0: yeah and i also think that that helps you have you read louise penny by chance oh yes okay the inspector love them Mm -hmm. and I feel like this sounds kind of similar like I go into the book and it just feels like a warm hug like I know the characters Mm -hmm. it is a different mystery every time but it just feels like a warm hug because you're like I know these characters it's so
1: comfortable because you just kind of slip back into the routine of oh yeah I know who this is you don't have to like I said you don't have to read them in order so you know Sue Grafton definitely introduces her again, but not to the extent that she did in the first few books. So it, you just really ease into it nice and nice and easily. So,
0: Well, this and might be my next series I pick up then because I'm almost done with the Inspector Gamache series. Like I've literally been savoring them, like trying not to read them too fast because I'm like, what am I going to do when I'm done with it? <laughs>
1: well, there you go. Um,
0: <laughs> but this is probably going to be the one I'll pick up.
1: <laughs> yep. Again, really easy and they're easy to find.
0: Yeah, and I love, like you said, like you could relate to the characters. I think that a lot of times our life experiences, right? We all read differently because of our life experiences, but it's really nice when you can like relate with the characters or- Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, do you have anything else you wanna add about that one? Um,
1: not that I can think of.
0: Okay. I think that's good. All right, so that was A is for Alibi by Sue Grafton. Let's go ahead and go with your second book.
1: My second book is, I know I said strong females, female characters, but I kind of went off a little bit and hit for a strong female author. Love it. (laughs) Um, I decided on um, Murder on the Orient Express by Agatha Christie.
0: Yay. (laughs) Right? She has to be mentioned in this uh, cozy mystery genre.
1: I'm pretty sure she's the top. Yes.
0: <laughs> there is no beating Agatha
1: Christie. Um, and she has oh, the best writing. Oh, it just flows so quickly. And you just can't help but speed right through it to the end.
0: Mm-hmm. This is actually a book that I have listened to on audio, and I am so glad I did because I am not sure that I would have been pronouncing the characters' names correctly had I read it as a hard copy. <laughs> well, I
1: knew I had for the longest time assumed that Hercule was French, <laughs> so yeah. I had I had got his first name okay, but um, but then I realized he's not. The main character is actually Belgian.
0: Oh, see, I didn't even catch that. I just assumed by the pronunciation, French.
1: Yes. <laughs> so main character, Hercule po- Poirot. Okay. He's a very fancy gentleman. Yes. <laughs> he's got this big, beautiful mustache. And I imagine him saying it just like that, my big mustache. <laughs> and he's very proper. I think my favorite part of definitely the Hercule series, um, would be that everything is so fancy and proper and very upscale European, very aristot- arist- aristocratic, there we go, the word, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I think is fun. It's, um, it, it's definitely very old, a very older, older genre,
0: mm-hmm. which is fun. Yeah, uh, but that's, I think that speaks to it because it's held the test of time, right? right? Like it's still being read, it's still being made into movies, and you just cannot go wrong with an oh. Agatha Christie book.
1: No, definitely not. I actually was going to do a count to see how many different spin-offs from an Agatha Christie novel there have been, but it's countless. Yeah. Movies, TV shows, it's amazing. She's amazing. Um. This one's really fun because it starts out in Istanbul, and they, he's getting on the Orient Express, which I can't even imagine how beautiful that train must be. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, oh, lucky him! But he, and it's funny because at the beginning he's really upset because he has to go second class. <laughs> <laughs> he's very upset about it. Yep, <laughs> um, and he doesn't hide it at all. <laughs> Um, which I think is a funny um, character flaw that she wrote in for him, and I actually read. Oh, I think it was over the summer, and she ended up disliking him a little bit because he was kind of snobbish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is why she ended up writing a different character series with Miss Marple.
0: That's I did not know that. Oh, yeah,
1: of course, with any Hercule Poirot, role, there's going to be a murder, and so not far in, there's um a murder that he has to end up solving. And it's interesting the way his mind works because he has to, he plays it all out and he says everything that he thinks happened in the order it happened and how it happened. And it's fascinating because I can see it all unraveling in the way he says, it. So. but then at the very end of how he unravels it, he says, but then there's this one thing that doesn't fit. Yeah. And he has to. So then, like the next like two chapters go into his next theory, and you're like, oh, "I'm totally buying into this one. This is it. This is it," except for this one thing, and you're like, "Ah, oh, damn yep. it! <laughs> you thought you had it this time." So he's fun. He's a really fun character. He's different, and there's countless books with, for with him as the main character. And there's even some where he's not exactly the main character, but he comes in and kind of. You know, solves part of the murder, and then, and then he kind of drifts out. So he's not necessarily the main character, but he's still part of that book. So it's really interesting.
0: If there's someone that's new to Agatha Christie, which was actually me, um, until we. A little side note we were doing the Century of Great Books challenge. Um, mm-hmm. and this was one I had on there. So this is the first Agatha Christie book I've ever read, but I knew she was a classic and I'm like, I have to read her. Like it has to go on my list. But would you say this is a good start for someone that's new to Agatha Christie books?
1: For yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Especially I, I like the reward. The you know, the movie that they did, when was it like two or three years mm-hmm. ago? Actually was like a the- pretty good representation so if you need that like buy-in after the fact eh, there's
0: a bonus there you go bonus pairing (laughs) yeah right (laughs) but i think it's a good it's fast Mm -hmm. you get
1: into it really quickly the action starts quickly and then you get you really buy in to the story itself so um i think this would be a great start and then you won't be able to stop. You'll just keep getting another one. Yes, That's what I was <laughs>
0: going to ask. So in the next one, it's does is it like a progression of his character throughout the series or can you I pick feel- him up in like doesn't have to be necessarily in order?
1: I feel like it's the same thing is that he doesn't really have a huge personal storyline. OK, so it's not something that you'd be like following. OK, what happened to this relationship it's not really relationship bound, which I think is part of what makes it a cozy mystery, is that it's really more just about how he's solving the puzzle. And so it you could pick up really any of the Agatha Christie's and quickly get into it without having to worry about any backstory or anything like that.
0: Yeah, and I think that you, with agatha christie like you know you're going to get taken care of on your journey through her books too
1: i think so too she does a really good job of making sure that you if you need a backstory about the main character it's given i mm-hmm. love it i i think i love that one of the characters name is ratchet <laughs> i think that's a hilarious name like who would name my character ratchet <laughs> especially like, so now that ratchet's coming back is to like an in vogue like slang word (laughs) but yeah I think that's kind of a funny little add-in um yeah no I can't think of anything else
0: okay so that was Murder on the Orient Express by Agatha Christie and then let's go on to our last pairing
1: my last one she's one of my favorite cozy mystery authors I've been reading her since I was a teenager um it's called One for the Money by Janet Ivanovich. Um I really like her novels, they're the same thing, you just sink into it really quickly. Um, another one of those where um, she's been writing for a little while, so you'll probably find it on a shelf somewhere if you're visiting and be able to pick it up and read it over a weekend and love every second of it. Um, the main character in this one is um, Stephanie Plum, and she's in all of them. I think she's got 23 okay. in this series out now, which is no, 23, maybe 24. <laughs> she has a okay. lot. Um, and Stephanie is the main character throughout all of them. Um, she is freshly divorced. Um, she's from New Jersey, which is where the story takes place, is in New Jersey. She lives in a crappy walk-up apartment um, with her hamster named Rex, (laughs) which he is also in every single book. It's
0: a (laughs) long-living hamster. He
1: has basically lived forever, but he lives in a soup can. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, in his, like, little aquarium, but she's got, like, a soup can in there that he goes and hides in, and she, like, basically feeds him, like, whatever she's eating. So she's eating, like, a peanut butter sandwich. She'll tear off a piece and throw it in there. So I fell in love with this hamster. I don't know how I don't have a hamster named Rex, but I think she was. Um, She, so she's freshly divorced. She doesn't have a job. Her husband cheated on her with a friend, another, her arch nemesis from the Berg. And um, so she divorced him. As any strong, she's Italian-American. So she's like, see ya, sucker. Yeah. (laughs) so she needs a job and her cousin, Vinny, which I find amusing, <laughs> he owns a, a bail bond um, place. And um, she says, hey, can I have a job? he's like, well, you're gonna have to go get, you know, serve these, uh, go get these bail skippers. And so that's where she starts, to, and she's horrible at it. <laughs> she's really horrible at it. But it's either that, or she's gonna go work at the tampon factory. And she's like, I'm not doing that. You yep. <laughs> <laughs> go know, and her her cousin Vinny is super skeezy, and like Eddie Bell. No, I'm not going to say that. Bell Bounds people are probably really nice people, but he's skeezy.
0: <laughs> Total side note story. We lived in Hawaii when we first got married and... I uh, walked to work when we lived there, and I saw Dog the Bounty Hunter one day when I was walking to work, No way! <laughs> driving That's in so his cool. big old truck. <laughs> I walked that show pretty religiously for a while. It's,
1: it's so addictive. It was the
0: highlight of my three years that I walked to and from work when we lived there. <laughs> <That's pretty cool. laughs> You're again. <to> yeah. <laughs> we all got one. Yep. So I was like, oh, maybe he lives close to the house. I have no idea, but I did see him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I I don't know if that would be a job for me, because I think I would be just as bad as Stephanie is at it, which I think I find really neat, she's kind of clumsy, which I'm very clumsy, <laughs> so <laughs> I think I would be just as horrible at it as she is, she definitely, every time she catches someone, it's more of a dumb block, <laughs> like, oh look, they just fell into my car. <laughs> So it's great. It's really funny, um, which I think is kind of lighthearted and kind of better than, you know, just like a step easier to read than a normal murder mystery. Yeah. uh, Which I
0: find kind of fun. So is the mystery Uh piece just, I have not read her, but is it related to her finding these bail skippers or is it like the crimes they committed?
1: A little bit of both in the first one um, she there's this boy that she was absolutely in love with in high school and he's gorgeous and amazing and he's an ex-cop and he committed this murder and she ends up basically stumbling upon him twice trying to capture him (laughs) and um at the second time he's like okay obviously you're not gonna leave me alone and i'm not gonna shake you So maybe you can help me. And he's like, I need to clear my name. So they basically, you know, solve this mystery as to who actually did it throughout the rest of the book. It's kind of and same thing at the end of it. You're like, how on earth does this girl get into these situations? And then somehow, some way she usually has a friend that comes and helps her out and and sometimes it ends up more comical than
0: it started. I actually, I've never read these, but I'm like, I already enjoy this character already. Like, I would pick it up oh, just for her. <laughs> she's
1: very, very funny. She ends up, um, she's supposed to go pick up, um, oh, like, she ends up going to pick up a, a prostitute that was had, you know, jumped bonds and they end up becoming best friends. <laughs> and it's completely unlikely because, you know, it's she's like, it, it, she's the berg she her parents do not approve of this whatsoever but um it ends up being a great matching so it's kind of fun and then my favorite character in the book i mean i love stephanie she's amazing but she her grandmother is even more amazing (laughs) i imagine this like 85 year old woman with a really large gun in her very small (laughs) handbag (laughs) and she's got like blue that blue gray hair and really bright lipstick and loud clothes like she's amazing and she ends up living vicariously through her granddaughter on these adventures that she goes on she can't wait for her to come home for dinner because she gets to hear all these stories and her dad is sitting there the whole time like is this actually happening
0: right now are you kidding me that's so fun it's
1: a, good, it's a great series. I love it.
0: And you're totally right. I have I think uh, Sue Grafton and Janet Ivanovich, I've seen them both. Like they're both very prolific writers. And I try to get most of my books through the library. I'm not much of a mm-hmm. rereader. So I either if I buy them, I pass them off to a friend after that I think would enjoy them um, or get them through the library. And we all know the availability at the library sometimes is not Mm -hmm. always there so it's nice to know that both of these uh, between those two authors I could pick something up and not worry too much about staying in course of the series
1: exactly especially like you said at the library they may not always have the next one that is in the series and it's just fine on those ones
0: perfect I'm really excited to pick those up as well do you have anything else you want to add for that one I can't think of anything now. Okay, so that was One for the Money by Janet Ivanovich. I'd like to add one dessert pairing to complement Amanda's cozy mysteries book flight. The book, Rather Books, I would like to recommend is the Maisie Dobbs series by Jacqueline Winspear. The first book is called Maisie Dobbs, and we are introduced to her character, The book is set in the late 1920s, and it focuses on pre- and post-World War I in England, where she lives. The book begins with her first solo case as a private detective. After the introduction to the case, the book dives back to the 1910s, and we start to get the backstory of who Maisie Dobbs is and was. This book works through two different time periods, going back and forth. I was definitely intrigued by the first book in this series and the Maisie Dobbs character. I am excited to see what the next book in the series will bring. It is a mix of mystery and historical fiction, as well as having a strong female character. I think this book would be the icing on the cake for Amanda's cozy mysteries book flight. The last thing I want to do to close out our episodes is do a little bit of a bonus pairings. And this is just a speed round of questions. So you can just answer okay. these really quick. The first okay. one is, where is your favorite place to read?
1: Um, on the comfy chair in my living room with my little table beside me with something to drink.
0: That sounds wonderful. And I don't think we've mentioned it, but you live where it's pretty chilly in the winter. So that just sounds amazing for you. <laughs>
1: With the fireplace on and Bodie, my dog, wrapped up on my lap.
0: <laughs> yep, your little heater blanket. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Next question: What is one book that you have read that has changed your life? Hmm.
1: Um. I would say probably. Ooh, it's so hard. Maybe I would say Harry Potter. Oh, good one. I think it that was um, it. It was a great testament to friendship and loyalty and fighting for what you believe in.
0: I love it. I think I was just thinking about the, that series recently, actually, because after grad school, I obviously hadn't read much for the seven years <laughs> I was in mm-hmm. school because I didn't have time to read anything of leisure. Um, <laughs> but that was the series that really got me back into leisure reading. So, I I was I that's what I was just thinking about recently. Like, how did I get back into reading because I had kind of let it go through those years, but Harry Potter was mm-hmm. it. It drew me back yeah. in.
1: One series that
0: kind of starts that fire again. And I was really reluctant cuz I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'm into like fantasy and magic and like this probably isn't for me and yeah, I fell in love with it.
1: I love it. The characters are great. I actually ended up my sister, it had been right after I moved out of the house, um, going to college. And uh, my sister, my baby sister was still living at home. And she was like, hey, I've started reading this book, we should like book club it together. So we did long distance book clubs on it. And it was such a great way to, you know, work on a relationship when it's long distance to be able to chit chat about a book.
0: Yeah, what a sweet way to remember it too. Yep. All right. So which do you prefer, audio or hard copy books?
1: Ooh, that's the most impossible question. <laughs> um, I think I just started getting into audio books again. I've kind of, I go back and forth on them. Um, I started falling in love with them again just because of time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just so easy to grab my earbuds and just pop one in and, you know, while I'm waiting for pick up some ballet or dance or whatever I'm doing pickups for. So I, I'd say right now it's audiobooks.
0: Do you have audiobooks that are a genres of audiobooks you would prefer to pick up?
1: No. Okay. So you can no. do any or all. But like I said, I like being able to I like the whole like rabbit hole feature that we were talking about where it just gives you another mm-hmm. recommendation right afterwards, which I think is the plus side side to the, you know, having digital or audiobooks. Um However, if I'm like sitting upstairs with Bodhi on my lap, I definitely want a paper book. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know? Those moments of your day, right? Where, you, where you're fitting it in, I think, is your mode of reading. Right. Exactly. Agreed. Yeah. All right. So what are you reading next?
1: Um, right now, the two books I was talking about before, I'm reading *Tuck Everlasting and The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue
0: i read that this year too
1: i'm finding interesting connections between the two so it's fascinating i can't stop i can't figure out which one i want to read each day because they're both have interesting similarities
0: yes we'll have to Um, reconvene after you finish the life of addie so we can chat about it
1: (laughs) yeah i'm i'm hoping i'll have it finished by this weekend before i have to go
0: back to school yes there you go yeah but
1: i'm reading i found i picked up a Happened to find a uh paper copy of Tuck Everlasting, which is what I use, like, if I have no work to do and my students are all reading, I'll be like,
0: let me pick this up for a minute. Yeah. And that's and a good example it. book to, like, have.
1: <laughs> I think so, too. It's a great story. And not only that, I mean, it's it looks bad when I'm on my phone reading a book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Locks in. I'm like, ooh, yep, I'm reading a book. <laughs> good positive peer pressure there. <laughs> sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We'll take it as that.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let's do a little bit of a recap here on the books we talked about today. So it was A is for Alibi by Sue Grafton, Murder on the Orient Express by Agatha Christie, and One for the Money by Janet Ivanovich. Thank you so much for coming on today and for your time. I know it's precious, and I really appreciate you being here.
1: I would spend the evening with you anytime, Yay! my dear. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for listening to Amanda MacArthur and I in our discussion today on Cozy Mysteries with Strong Female Characters. We'd love to hear what other books you might pair with this Cozy Mysteries book flight at bookishflights.com. That is also where you can find more information on today's flight and any other books that we talked about today. I want to inspire a community of readers So whenever you share a post about what you are reading or what you are picking up next, especially if you have heard about the book on the show, please tag us. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Bookish Flights. This is a brand new show. So if you enjoyed it, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give the show a review. Your review not only helps me, but it also helps the show reach others. Make sure you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to make sure that you will not miss an episode. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. As Emma Thompson said, I think books are like people in the sense that they'll turn up in your life when you most need them. Cheers to you, dear readers. Until next time.